again, singles. I'm your host, Chelsea, and welcome to another Big Friday podcast. As we close our series, Pastor Iko is joined by Brother Mike Yap and Brother Paul Devera as they share how we can apply the lessons from the lives of Solomon, Ruth, and Daniel in order to make right decisions. So everyone, here's our message. Let's start with the first question. Contest pala. Okay, the first question is, what is the secret to loving God with complete faith, with trust, and without having any doubts? What steps can I take to live a life that is committed to God? Okay, maybe we can call on our singles head pastor, Pastor Ikoy, to answer this question. Alam mo, thanks, Yvette. Yes, I'm uh, I'm glad that this is our first question for for tonight no kasi i know a lot of you who are listening and watching right now uh this is really our desire our desire is really one we want to completely put our faith in god trust him without any doubts and how do you really pursue that uh i just wanted to be very transparent uh i myself at times i i still struggle with faith i i still struggle with trust and there are still some thoughts in my mind that questions uh, my my faith and, and that's why for me it's a it's a daily ongoing journey uh, to finding out more about who God is and I realized that there is a formula that I have experienced in my life now the more I get to know who God is the more I understand his character the more I understand Uh, what he has done, what his promises are, the more makilala, the more I want to truly put my faith in him and trust in him and eradicate those doubts that creep into my mind. For example, may doubt ako kanina umaga. When I encounter that doubt, it comes into my mind and then I just go back Sino ba talaga si Jesus? What has he done? What has this, what has the word, what is the Bible told me about who he is and dun ko nare-realize that yun yung parte as you experience him more that's when you want to trust him more when you know him more that's what you want to obey him more and, and the idea of the word knowing pag tinignan mo yun sa bible napakaganda ng word na knowing eh uh, yung original word na ginamit sa definition ng the word knowing is really not just head knowledge eh pag ginagamit yung word na know Ginosko uh, sa Bible, it's not just head knowledge. Eh. It's also the heart and it's also the experiential knowledge. Yung kilala mo talaga. And so I think yun yung susi. That's the key in really trying to live a life committed to God. That you know Him more. And how do you do that? First, you read His Word. Second, you spend time in prayer, talk to Him. And then, you know what? One thing that also worked for me is I surround myself with people who know God who wants to know more about him, who's also passionate to that. And that's why I'm part of a regular group that I attend uh, that makes me become more guided and more uh, seeking because when you surround yourself with people who wants to know more about God, madadalaki. So for me, Yvette, that's that's the way I would answer this, that that is how I could, practical steps on how I could live a life that is committed to God. Yeah, I love what Pastor Ikoy said because he said it's a journey. 
But at the same time, there's a formula that you can do. And if I may quote, yes, I love what you said kasi Pastor Iko, as you experience Him more, you trust Him more. As you know Him more, you get to obey Him more. So let's, maybe maybe another spiritual brother can add on to these words of wisdom. Brother Paul, what do you think? <clears throat> Ako. Uh, Pastor Ikoy really said everything that has to be said, but I, I'd like to add in a few things. You know, my quiet time is on First Kings in the Old Testament, and I'm in Solomon, saktong-sakto naman. That, that was my topic when I shared in this series. I realized that the security of his kingship was just so strong when he was still walking with the Lord closely. Pero the moment that he was distracted, that relationship with God also really deteriorated. And so I answer this question in the lens of what I learned from Solomon. I just see that the way to achieve complete faith and trust in God, uh, na walang doubt, is to be like Solomon's father. And it's not King Saul, but it's King David. David constantly ran to God. In good times, he worshipped God. In bad times, he cried to God. You see, that prayer was really very essential in his life. Because if not, we would not have the book of Psalms. Diba? You also see that David surrenders to the will of God. Hindi siya, hindi siya lalaban, hindi siya aaksyon. If God did not say, gawin mo to. So there were moments when he would not take action until he hears from the Lord what he has to do. David, for the bigger chunk of his life, he was a soldier for the Lord obeying his every command and letting the Lord direct his every steps. Was he exempt from committing mistakes? No. But he was really a man after God's own heart. And that's what we should emulate. His confidence, his every step, every strategy, every action is coming from the fact that he is intimately connected with God. And I know our lives are busy singles, but there's no excuse Ako personally, hindi na po ako single. But even then, when I was single, I personally wake up every morning, early in the morning, to do my personal time with God, with His Word. And I let that form my convictions and guide me in my decisions. You can and you should. You should do the same. Not the waking up early, but as with any other relationships, you know, we need the intentional fostering of deeper connection with God. Yun ang susi. Because that relationship with God is one that lasts forever. Amen. Amen. Beautifully said, Brother Paul. So if I were to summarize no, what Pastor Iko and Brother Paul shared, there are three things that you can do in order to answer this question. One, meditate on the Word of God. Two, pray, seek Him through your daily prayer. And, uh, <clears throat> sorry. And then third is to be part of a small group. Now, to those who are not part of a small group, please feel free to ask so that someone can assist you on how you can be part of a small group. But praise God, uh, Brother Paul, I really do agree that David, how he sought after God's heart is amazing. Like we can see that from how he wrote Psalms beautifully. And I made your mouth for intentional fostering of deeper connection with God. You know, daming quotable quotes tonight. Let's now move on to the second question because this is also very much um, related to what's happening now. Most of us are in the marketplace and we've actually received this question in so many forms so let me summarize that no because so, most of us are actually struggling when it comes to submission to authority so husband hubby can you answer this question how can i deal with my boss when what my boss is asking me to do is against my belief wow um to the people who have asked this question man i can feel your struggle <laughs> the struggle is real um, I guess, you know, 
just to share a little bit about my own life, I was also once in the marketplace before I went into uh, service in the church. Um, I was in real estate. And, uh, you know, in, in any industry, actually, there's really compromises. There's really stuff that, you know, those are the practices. You know, yung SOP. So it was really hard as a Christian, you know, to really apply your faith and be, uh, you practice your integrity. But I think if you're in this situation, the very first thing that you ought to do is actually to what? Pray, okay? Pray. As in, I cannot emphasize this enough, that you pray for clarity, you pray for wisdom, uh, you pray for conviction, right? If this is something that your boss is asking you to do, and it's against your belief, your conviction, your faith, then you ask God, Lord, how do I navigate through this? Now, if it's something that cannot be um, you know, adjusted or cannot be delegated to someone else where it's really on you, then you know, like Daniel and his friends, you can respectfully decline, right? You can share it in such a way that you know won't lead your boss to be angry with you na parang, you know, I, I quit or parang, uh, just drop this. I don't want to do this. No, you can say it in a gentle manner. Just let uh, share your where you're coming from. Um, if it's not that kind, right? If there's uh, the third option that I say, um, sometimes you'll be placed in a situation where it's so difficult, you might be tempted to compromise. But number three, what God might be up to is actually leading you towards an alternative. What do we mean? These are the times where you have a situation, you have to do something, and then God just grants you creativity or wisdom to innovate, right? So instead of doing what your boss or what the company is telling you to do na mali talaga, maybe you can switch it to another direction and actually innovate, right? Um, just a, an example, uh, I, I knew some friends who were into real estate. That was my former industry. And it was about uh, their client asking to evade some taxes. Uh, you call that undervaluing the property. So what they did was they really stuck it out. And they were really, you know, they respectfully declined. And it was a big deal, right? It's property that you're, you're, you're brokering for your client. So anyway, they said, you know, we can't really do this. We don't want to evade tax illegally and all of that. Uh, and they actually switched the alternative, right? They gave another location that did not need um, that, that, you know, evading tax method. So that's a clear example of how you can stand firm. And yet, you know, God will grant you the wisdom to actually navigate through that. And I love that about God. You see uh, in Proverbs 28, 6, it says, Look at this. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. In the eyes of the Lord, what counts is that you follow through, you stand firm. And if I can ask you this question, who is your ultimate boss? Right? Is it your superior? Is it your manager? Or is it our God in heaven who can take care of you even if your company fails you or even if you know this will result to you possibly being demoted or not going forward in that company anymore. So um, you pray and then respectfully decline if it's against your conviction or ask God for wisdom and creativity to innovate, to give an alternative. And I, I tell you, you will see God at work. You know, that's so true because sometimes we need to be reminded that at the end of the day, our ultimate boss and master is God. And he's not just a good boss, he is also a good boss who provides. 
So like what my husband said, what matters is in the eyes of the Lord, we are firm. We stand firm. We have a clear conscience before Him. And whatever we do, we do it for His glory alone. So hope that helps, guys, to those who are working at the marketplace. That definitely encouraged me because I know how it's like when you know you are being asked with something that goes against your convictions now moving on to our third question grab a second question palangyan guys 1000 viewers by the way welcome welcome to our big panelists today we have a, a powerful trio answering questions so to those who just came in you still have a chance to ask your questions but as you are thinking no, let me proceed with the third question. Now, this question has been asked also in another event called Big Hangout Tuesday, Tuesday Night Confection, uh, Confession, sorry, hosted by the women of Big every Tuesday. Ayan. So to, to the women out here, you can always join that every Tuesday. What happens here is um, it's an unfiltered draw and heart-to-heart -heart chikahan, which women love. And thrive in <laughs> so if you are a woman you are welcome to join this but let me ask um this question to maybe two of our spiritual brothers here who, who can answer this what can we do to restore someone who has a broken relationship with god what encouragement can we give to them to for them to stay right on track so maybe brother paul if you can share um your thoughts on this question sure Thank you, Sister Yvette. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> the greatest thing about this is that we know God is a restorer. He is a rebuilder. Diba? So He's able to, to build you up again. In case you fall, in case you break something in your life, He's able to use even your brokenness for His glory. He lifts up those who are broken and sometimes, sometimes God even relents. Diba? He, doesn't, he withholds His wrath in order to, to fix someone, in order to restore somebody. And I've been down that road before. And speaking of my personal walk with the Lord, may, pag may times of brokenness ako, usually it happens in the recent times, for example, when I get bashed uh, in social media by other religions, when my preachings get posted on Facebook, and then you see in the comments somewhere there, people from other religions, they watch our videos and they comment. And in my mind, huh? Di mo naman kami ka-religion, ba't nanonood ka nito? But then, praise God, di ba? That's an opportunity. But sometimes the enemy will use that to pull my self-confidence, to, to give me self-doubts, reminding me of my past, that I'll never be able to, to communicate the word of God because of my past. And when things like that happen, here's what I do. I run to God agad. And I've been saying that many times, even in my discipleship group. You run to God Agad. It helps also that I'm accountable to a small group, my small group leader, my mentors, and I confess my sins, my doubts, my failures even, my fears to my leader or to the one that shepherds me in my walk. Diba? I don't nurse it inside of me para walang kapit yung kalaban. The enemy cannot use that to his advantage. Bottom line, to restore the broken parts of our lives and we all get broken. God wanted to restore that deep relationship that I have with Him. And it will always go back to that. Palaging pag may palpak, babalik at babalik ka kay God. Because it is God who is able to, to make you whole again. And with Him, and you're with Him constantly, nang walang palya, every part of your life, you're sure. Kahit gano ka broken, gagana ka. You will work, you will shine, you will minister, you will glorify God because you are in the hands 
of the Almighty. Amen. That's so comforting, Brother Paul, because that's true. God really is a restorer. And so if you are in this same season, run to God agad. Oh, diba? How about Pastor Ikoy? What do you think about this same question? I, I just wanted to dovetail from uh, what Paul mentioned, no, that uh, the best thing that we could do is for someone to be restored is really to point that person to Christ. Just like what Paul said, he he run takbo ka agad punta ka sa panginoon bukod lang mayo kasi the tendency is the tendency is ang mga nanonood niyan and i'm sure they're saying us can relate to this the tendency when we're when we're doing something wrong is to or we did something wrong is we run away from god eh. but that, that, that that's not the way to go you know why because just like what paul said god is a restorer he restores in fact if kung babasahin po natin yung bible Yung, yung redemptive story po ng Panginoon uh, is clearly evident everywhere in the Bible. Sa buong history po, sa buong, sa buong order po ng istorya na binigay sa Biblia, is really about a loving God seeking to restore the relationship, the broken relationship that He has with mankind. And you know, ang Panginoon po kasi is unchanging eh. He is unchanging. He's constant. His love is always perfectly given and provided for through His grace. So it is just upon us, the people who is running away, to go back to God. I I I quote from Colossians in you know, chapter one, verse nineteen, and it says, "For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Christ." And through Christ to reconcile all things to himself, to God, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Si Jesus po, ang ultimate restorer. Ang ganda po ng pagkasabi ni Paul kanina, that um, when relationships are broken, something needs to be fixed. You know, alam mo po ang isang blessing of being restored with God just like in the in a relationship with God, when we get restored, there's peace. Alam niyo po ba yan? A lot of people are missing this out. They're running away from God, they're rebelling from God, or they're shying away from God, and they are not experiencing the peace that only God can provide. And alam niyo po ba sabihin ng peace? The word peace is taken from the word Irene, who's actually meant that something was previously broken is now fixed, mended together. So yun po yung peace. Peace is something that was brokenly before and is now mended together. So yun po yung sabi ni Paul kanina that when we are experiencing the restoration is that when something is broken or broken relationship with God through Christ who's reconciled us to what he has done in the cross gives us that peace. Ano po yung peace? Something that was broken is now put back together. And when we have that peace, I tell you, that's the most amazing experience that you can have and the blessing that you have with the Lord. So how do you do that? How do, you, how do I encourage you to stay on track? Simple. Continue to pray to the Lord. Talk to Him. Continue to ask for forgiveness for the things that you have done. And He is faithful to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. And then read God's Word. And also be part of a discussion or a fellowship or a group that can come together and know more about Christ and help you, guide you in your walk towards uh, that journey towards getting more about Jesus Christ and putting Him in the center of your life. So that's my add-on to what Paul has mentioned. 
You know, I love it. Yeah. I add, uh, yes, go ahead. I, I just remember as these gentlemen were sharing, there were several times dark moments in my life that these two brothers uh, stepped in and showed me the light of Christ. Um, ko, there was one time with Paul sa kotse. <laughs> Paul and then there was another time in my house. Uh, the other time, si Paul was really in his broken. And uh, the other time was in my house where I was really broken and, and Paul was really there. And many times, yun nga eh, um, we need people who can be um, Christ's hands and mouth diba? and Christ's loving presence in our lives. So anytime that you see a, a, a brother or a sister who is undergoing this broken season where they're just out of it, uh, you be the one that Christ has sent and tell them, hey, his grace is real and he wants to restore you. And I remember those moments with these brothers, Paul and Pastor X. And I, I just want to thank you at this point na I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have moved forward in my Christian walk were it not for your constant encouragement, your prayers, and really pointing me back to Christ. So this is real, guys. We're not just saying this because na namin to, na experience namin to. And um, it was through this, the, uh, the community that Christ has given us to help us out of these dark and broken times. So I just wanted to add that to um, share our personal story as well. Wow, praise God. Thank you, Pastor Ikoy and Paul, for restoring my husband because, <laughs> because of what you've done, he is now able to fulfill the role of a spiritual leader to me. Because, you know, if, a, if you are broken, it affects the people around you. And so as the wife, I am also affected. <laughs> so thank you for being God's instrument. But, you know, just to summarize what our panelists were sharing now because the question was how what can i do to restore i'm sure most of us um giggle like what can i do what can i do but the reminder here is and this is consistent um in everything that they shared is that it's not our role to fix people our role is to point them to the one who can fix them to the restorer himself who is jesus christ our prince of peace like how uh, Pastor Ikoy beautifully explained what peace is about. And God does not just restore. He delights. He desires to restore. So it's not yet too late for your brother or sister who is in this same season. All right, grabe. Third question pa lang yan, guys. Okay pa ba kayo dyan? Are you at the edge of your seat? Kasi ako nakatayo na eh. <laughs> Let's now move on to our fourth question. Now, Grabe, hindi ko alam ano nangyayari dito sa group na to every Tuesday kasi dito sa Big Hangout meron na namang question na na-discuss, ba? Among our women um, sisters. And I'm sure most of you can relate. And if you do, please say amen to this question. <laughs> Type amen pala. How can a man lead a woman who is more spiritual? Grabe. I, all, I also always receive this question. How can a woman submit to a man who is less spiritual? Ayan na nga ba yung sinasabi natin. Baka hindi sila part ng big. Hindi pa sila part ng big. Please invite them na, okay? <laughs> this is their chance to become more spiritual. So, paano nga ba? Mike, maybe you can answer this because we receive this also a lot from our downline, right? Yeah, yeah. This is like one of those... Uh, mainstay questions talagang tinatanong at every point. Uh, but I think, you know, just to answer the question, we have to define uh, what quote-unquote spiritual means. 
Diba? Kasi it, it can be so many things na outwardly lang. But I think for our definition, I'd like to say that true spirituality, at least in the sense of the Bible, true spirituality is being conformed to Christ. Okay? If we are spiritual people, meaning we're being conformed, we're, we're becoming more like Christ, and we have to realize that that's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. So if we're talking in the context of relationships, well, here's a good question, counter question to ask. Check the person. Um, is the person in a trajectory of growth? Meaning, are they journeying with Christ? Diba? Because at one point or another, this person, whether male or female, they will really grow into who God made them to be, right? By His grace. And sometimes, yun lang, um, it takes a little bit of a time, uh, time takes uh, patience, it takes the process, and it takes um, prayer. Okay, so in, in, the, in the context naman of husband and wife, okay, we're talking about marriage. Um, we, we see a good example in 1 Peter 3, diba? The woman, um, by her own life, diba? By a gentle and quiet spirit. And alam mo yan, Beshi. <laughs> diba? she, she exhibits her Christ-likeness uh, to her husband who may not be a believer or in this case, who may not be a spiritual Right? So by your own actions, you uh, convey who Christ is, right? So um, that is within the context of a husband and wife uh, covenant, uh, a marriage, right? So if, if you're the guy, man, I hope you're listening to this. If you're a husband, you need to arise. You need to step into your calling because your calling is not just to get married, but your calling is to disciple your wife. And I know some guys will say, well, I'm not that spiritual or I'm not yet that ready. Well, you know what? Take the first step. Pray with your wife. Pray with your partner. That's the first step towards true spirituality, growing in Christ-likeness. Now, I know that this is big, uh, big singles, right? So what if you're a man or a woman? I think if you're a man, be a good example. Um, even if the woman, maybe that you're, pursuing or getting to know is a little bit more mature, maybe mas matagal sa faith or, you know, may downline na siya, ikaw, isa pa lang. You know, it doesn't matter. What I'm telling you is, for the men out there, if you're listening to me, be a good example. Be a blessing. Right? That is your calling in this season. You cannot say, oh, sabit ka sa akin kasi ako yung lalaki. No, it doesn't work that way. Right? Be an example. Be a Christ-like example to your to your friend or to your uh, girlfriend, right? Uh, to the woman, I tell you, uh, and Yvette knows this and practices this, uh, you are, you know, really gifted to encourage the guy. Diba? So if the guy is not yet as spiritual, he's on that journey, he's in the he's in the process, so your role now is to encourage. And then you give opportunities or openings for the guy to step up. Because, you know, Truth be told, there are some women who are just, you know, parang all over the place. They're like, But sometimes we have to take a little step back and just allow openings, opportunities for guys to sort of step up, arise and encourage them. Oh, baka you can do this or baka you can initiate that. So um, I think when it comes to this uh, submission, we really need to submit ourselves first and foremost to Christ. Ephesians 5.21, that whole uh, biblical narrative of 
wives submitting to their husbands, husbands submitting to Christ. But then Ephesians 5.21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, right? So that is the true picture of, of this community aspect in our relationships where, you know, the women are encouraging the men and then the men realize, yes, we have to assume responsibility. Let's arise, let's step up, right? So I think um, that's my two cents on that. But again, I think pa Pastor Ikoy also has a, uh, an insight on this. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm glad that you talked about the context of a married uh, man and to a uh, to his uh, wife. And also, I'm glad that you also talked about if you're a single. Uh, I alam mo, just like Mike, just like Yvette, and I'm sure just like Paul, this is really one of the questions that a lot of singles do ask. Eh? So, so let me let me add up. Let, let me add a few stuff that my to what Mike has mentioned because really this is something very relevant, and I hope. Uh, the single men and even the single women are are watching and listening to this question. You know, my my recommend my suggestion or my recommendation or my counsel to this to this man asking this question: Can he lead a woman who is more spiritual? I think I think that's the not the right place to start. So if you're a man and you're relating to this question, if you're a single man and you're relating to this question, I think the place to start is to ask God first. Is that really what God asking you to do? Kasi nawala sa equation yun eh. You know why? Because if that is what God is asking you to do, and it's really clear that that the pursuing of that person is from the Lord, and He He puts that into your heart, and He confirms it into your heart, then the problem of the girl being more spiritual will always be, be fixed on itself because sinusunod mo na yung gusto ng Panginoon eh. I think that's the critical component that we always need to put into the equation when we're talking about courtship. Nawawala kasi yung part na yun eh. Sa simula, na lagi yung gusto mo, uy, gusto ko to, uy, nakita ko to, uy, attracted ako dito, uy, it's about you eh. But let me just put it there that you need to ask first, Lord, is that what you're asking me to do? And second, Mike already alluded to this, spiritual maturity is not about having more deep down lines, spiritual mature or more people that you're discipling. Spiritual maturity is not being able to memorize more verses or to understand and how many times you've read the Bible. That's not spiritual. That's not the only way. Because we all know that there are a lot of people who knows the Bible, but are not applying it. <laughs> and so that's where I would challenge the man. Even if the woman is ahead in terms of its maturity, in terms of time spent in his relationship in her relationship with the Lord. Ang laban naman is hindi yung head knowledge. Eh. Ang laban is obedience and Christ-like transformation. And just like what Mike mentioned about being a good example, that's what you need to do. See leadership, leadership is modeling Christ-likeness. That's what leadership is. It's so kung leader ka and you want to lead your your the girl. You lead the girl by allowing her to see how you are being transformed into the image and likeness of God. And so the more you get transformed, regardless of the maturity of the lady, and she sees that in you, that's how you're going to lead her. Leading her to Christ. Leading her to see that you're modeling what the Lord has been doing into your life. So nandun yung laban. So hindi ka dapat ma... Hindi ka dapat ma ma-embarrass ma or hindi ka dapat, you know, kabahan na mas, mas spiritual yung girl. Kasi it's, it's really about 
are you really putting Christ in the center of your life as a man? Nakikita mo sa iyo yun ng babae yun, na talagang inuuna mo ang Panginoon. Inuuna mo ang Panginoon sa TV, inuuna mo ang Panginoon sa oras, inuuna mo ang Panginoon sa kagustuhan, sisilbihan mo ang Panginoon. I mean, these are the things that I believe at the end of the day is critical in the leadership of man. And so, dun ka pumunta. Dun mo, dun mo siya i-lead. And then eventually, of course, over time, right? Over time, as he, as the girl, submits to you, and eventually, yung nirigawa mo, naging asawa mo na, just like what Mike is, is saying and mentioning, the girl, then, when the when the woman submits to a less spiritual, he, the girl is not submitting to a less spiritual person. The girl is submitting to the husband, and the husband, as per the design of God, is the leader of the family. So, in short, the more spiritual lady is submitting to Christ, not to the husband. And so, yun po yung, yun po yung sagot ko dito sa nangyayari dito na karamihan ng mga tao, ng mga singles, lalaki lalo na, takot. Kasi iniisip mo mas mas mature, mas kasyon. Alam mo, single men, kung ganun ang naiisip mo, baka hindi yun ang leadership na tingin mo dapat. Hindi yun ang leadership. Ang leadership is to lead your girl or your girlfriend or your wife towards Christ. Si Christ, hindi ikaw. So, Okay, maraya po tayo pag-uusapan eh. So baka mapahaba pa doon na muna ako. Oh guys, kita nyo na. Super passionate kami sa topic na to. So na-share nyo na ba itong live stream na to? Pag di nyo na pa ito na-share, tas lumabas ulit itong tanong na to. Ewan ko na lang. Because <laughs> this is always asked. So, I mean, just to summarize what Pastor Ikoy and my husband said. You know, to the ladies, let me encourage you naman. Since we heard from two spiritual men, no? To the ladies, know that there's a big difference when you are just getting to know someone versus when you are committing to marry someone. Why? What's that difference? When you're getting to know someone, when you are just in a relationship with someone, exclusive kayo, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the term is, know that you don't have to submit to him yet. You have a choice still. This is the time for you to get to know this man, to see how he treats sin, because being a Knowing if a person is spiritually mature is not seeing him lead the group, seeing him volunteer, seeing him busy in church, but seeing and witnessing him dealing with sin. How does he deal with sin? Is he holy when no one is looking? Is he holy before God? Because who that man is will define who the leader you are choosing to be with. I always tell my ladies, you know, when you are... When, as a child, we, do, we don't get to choose who our parents would be. We are born in this world. But get this, God has given us the freedom to choose who we will submit to in the future. We have that choice, who we will marry, who we will marry, who we will choose to be our spiritual leader. So when that time comes, you can't just say, ay, but ganun, but di mature. Eh, anong ginawa nyo <laughs> nung nagde-date kayo? <laughs> di mo nakita yon. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that Christian single ladies have an advantage now because we are given this information as early as now. Some people who get married and then become a Christian after, too late. Na, na lang nila nalaman na, ay shocks, I have to submit pala. I didn't know. Okay, but now you as a single woman, you have that power to choose. You have that as early as now, you can observe, you can pray, you can discern. So when the time comes that you say, I do, you're saying I do in following this man. You're saying I do to God in submitting to this man as you submit to him. So ladies, choose well. And share na tong live stream na to para alam na din niya. 
<laughs> Alright, Gabby, what an interesting question. Pag tulumabas pa, hindi nyo ito pinanood. <laughs> okay, hello again to our 1,000 viewers. Thank you for joining us. We have some few more questions left. Please keep those questions coming kasi our conversation is just, you know, getting really, really exciting. Next question, ito, this is common among Christians as well. And again, discuss, na-discuss din to sa big hangout, Tuesday confessions with these ladies na merong unrov, un, unfiltered, raw heart-to-heart chikahan. So to the ladies, you can join and I encourage you to join this group as well. What advice can you give someone who feels distant from God? Is it possible to feel this way at times even if a person is rooted in God? Diba sometimes we feel like, Ay, I don't feel God, I don't hear Him. How can a person overcome this? What do you think, Brother Paul? Ay, nako. Sister Yvette, I have been in that spot before. Many times actually already, as mentioned by your uh, husband. Now, alam mo, pag nakikita ko si Mike, parang <laughs> tapos kunyari nag-minister ako ngayon, parang naiisip ko, ano kaya naaalala ni Mike tungkol sa akin? Kasi dami kong sablay dati. <laughs> no, and from time to time, as I preach, as I minister, as I disciple people, there will be times that I will find myself far from that place of comfort in the presence of the Lord. And as you remember my testimony, even as a servant of the Lord, I went through depression. And what did those experiences teach me? I learned never ever depend on your feelings when you measure your relationship with God. You can be at your driest moment and still be secured in the Lord. How can that happen? You know that God is the God of the hills and valleys. Diba? I wanted to sing sana eh. Kaya lang, pag pumalpa ka kasi live tayo eh. Walang Sample. tape to eh. So hindi ko nakakatay. <laughs> Nakakaya naman. <clears throat> Yung... <laughs> Kumanta talaga. <laughs> hindi. No. But seriously, seriously. Sometimes when you go through the hills or yung slopes, or mga over, over something ng mga buhay, you feel God is with you and you're victorious. Your prayers are answered. Everything's cozy and clear and peaceful. But what about the valleys of life? At marami yan. In those places, those circumstances will make you feel that God is not present at all. I remember this viral person from the Got Talent franchise, and I'm, I'm sure nakita nyo na siya sa social media, si Nightbird who said that there's 2% chance of her surviving cancer. But she sees that as a positive news. Bakit? Because 2% is still better than zero. In her words, she was somebody that could sing through a dark time because she was so full of hope and assurance that there would be mourning. Such a perspective, brothers and sisters, tandaan niyo to, ha? such a perspective is only possible if you know God is there for you. He walks with you through the hardships of life, through the problems, through the heartache, and at your own um, moment of brokenness, God can glorify Himself. So you strive to fight and draw near to Him. James 4 verse 8 is resounding in my mind as I, as I say my peace. That's a promise. If you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. You see, such intimacy with God can help you get through these rough times, these tough times, and you will emerge victorious and you will have a story to tell. Hopefully, a story that will point people to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Paul, for sharing your heart to us. And, you know, I can vouch and attest that we saw that. We saw 
um, the valleys of Paul's life. But at the same time, here he is testifying the goodness of God. Diba? Ang galing ni God. Ang galing ni God. So, thank you, Brother Paul. Because that answer I know came from those seasons and times. And here you are proclaiming that truth. Amen. Um, how about Brother Pastor Ikoy? What do you think about this topic? I'm sure na kukuha mo din tong question na to. Yes, Yvette, I, I do get this question. Pero ang gagawing asasagot ko ngayon dito is ako. Ako din. Ako din nagkakaroon ng time ng ganyan eh. You know, it 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 is uh, also present in my life that uh, there are certain times that you feel that the Lord is distant or the Lord is not responding. And as full transparency to you guys who are listening, uh, how do I handle those things? Kasi may doubt. Sabihin sa akin ng, ng, ng doubts ko na, teka muna, you're, you're feeling that? Eh, pastor ka? How can you feel that when you're already a pastor? That's, that's, those are the things, the, the lies that are battling in my head. And, you know, one thing that helped me manage through those times where there are doubts, I remember and I talked to myself, ginagawa niya ba yun? You talk to yourself. I, I talk to myself eh. Kinakal ko sarili ko, niriamay ko sarili ko. Ganito yung, nangy- ganito yung conversation sa utak ko ha. O ikoy, ano na naman yung naramdaman mo? Nafe-feeling mo na malayo ang Panginoon. Hindi ba ang Panginoon hindi nagbabago? God is unchanging. You 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 share that in your preaching. You share that in your in your in the lessons that you teach. That we have an unchanging God. And diba ego you also realize that your heart is deceiving, it's deceitful, diba? Sabi sa Jeremiah. Oh, eh kung yung heart deceitful mo, baka yung feelings mo ego yung deceitful, hindi yung Panginoon. Baka ikaw yung malayo. Baka ikaw ang and, and then I realize when I go into that process that oh nga no that my feelings can come and go but God's feelings will never change his feelings for me will never change i ako i can change but his will never change he's constant his love is perfect his his love is pure holy unquantifiable and so if you're listening right now and you're single or even if you're married you're a couple or married or divorced uh and you feel that sometimes the Lord is far from you, or kung ngayon, exactly ngayon, you feel that the Lord is, is far from you, can I encourage you? He's not far from you. In fact, He's so close to you. It is us, our concept, our perception, our feelings. Yun ang, yun ang, nakaka, yun ang mali. And then we need to adjust accordingly on who God is. Paano? Sabi sa salita niya, balik po tayo sa Bible, balik po tayo sa dasal, Balik po tayo sa surrounding ourselves who would help us with people who would process this with us. And so yun po yung sa akin, yun po yung sagot ko dyan, that uh, the, this, the doubts come, the feelings can really go, which I also experience at times, but the way I manage it is I pers- change the perspective. That my feelings might differ, pero yung feelings ng Panginoon sa akin, constant yun, yung pagmamahal niya. And when I go to that point, when I go to that understanding, when I go to that belief, when I go to that perception, Amazingly, God restores me and tells me to press on and persevere. Amen. Amen. Well said, Pastor Iko. I love it because when you are in the valley and when you feel distant away from God, like Pastor, what Pastor Iko said, something changed. But definitely, it's not God. Something changed, but not God because He is the same. 
Diba? So, what could have changed? Most likely, something changed in us. So, what can we do now in order to be closer to Him? And to what Brother Paul said, let us draw near to Him. Diba? There is another promise in the Bible. He said, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Diba? Ang ganda ng promise ni God, never siya nagtago. Kaya lang baka ikaw yung nagtatago. Okay? So let that be an encouragement that we can do something about it when you are in that valley or in that dry season. Okay, very much related to that. No, yung question natin from the audience. Um, we'll keep him, anon- him or her anonymous, but I think this is something that all of us would benefit from. In critical decisions, how do we know na si God yung nag-impress sa atin on what to do? Diba? How would we know if it is really from God and not from our emotions or from our desires? Kasi minsan, kala natin from God, yun pala, selfish desires na. How would we know? And I think there, would, there should be practical steps to be able to guide our audience here. So maybe, Mike, you can answer this first. How do we know if it's the will of God? Yeah, this is really um, one of those questions that uh, needs a lot of um, prayer, faith, and also talagang self-examination. Because for me, you can never tell if you make a decision, a, really a critical decision, and be 100% sure about it. I think uh, there's an element of faith that we have to integrate. Whenever we make a decision, um, you know, we, we submit it unto God, we ask Him for wisdom, um, but then, really, you can only see it uh, in retrospect, after the fact, right? So, um, there's there's one story, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, this was of Jonathan Edwards, a great uh, preacher uh, in the Great Awakening. And he had a son. And he had this, this parang, uh, prompting that when his son would come, the son would be a great preacher as well, uh, the one who would succeed him be his heir because he was a great preacher so he had that prompting that parang, yeah this is gonna happen this is really the lord's uh prompting and this is what the lord impressed upon me and when the son was born um he he dedicated the son and then uh had a, an event but then the son soon after died so he was like wow what happened i i really thought that this was god's impression upon me that my son would be the great preacher after me so that's a classic example from this great man of faith um, where we can get it wrong uh, in that we depend too much on feelings or desires as our compass what i would advise you is you lean upon the word of god as long as what you are deciding upon is within the bounds of God's word, God's truth, and even your conscience, informed and redeemed by the word, I think there's more chances of you really following what God desires. And yet, get this, guys, even when we make a wrong decision or we mess up or we make a mistake, did you know that our God is still gracious? Why? When we make a mistake or when we slip, or when we stumble, or when we, you know, ah, oh, shucks, I shouldn't have done that. Kala ko ito na yun eh. You know what? God gives us grace. Why? We are able to learn from it. Diba? That's how wisdom grows. Na parang, okay, 
I thought that this was what God was trying to let me do in this critical decision, and yet, mali. And still, I thank Him. I praise Him. Why? Because He taught me through this process, through this mistake, through this failure, how not to go about. Diba? It, it, it increased your wisdom. So I guess in the same way, we can treat life like that, that God is always with us. He is willing to guide us. And even when we make mistakes, He's still there to teach us and guide us through. So that's how good and gracious our God is. Amen, amen. How about Brother Paul, if you would want to add on to this question? Naku, sa akin kasi, kapatid na Yvette, kapatid na Yvette, <laughs> lagi kasi ako nagkakamali dito. Eh. You know, I will come up with a verse that I will feel is a confirmatory verse from the Lord. And then later on, as that thing fails, or it doesn't work, or the pursuit doesn't work, I will realize I missed out on God's instruction. And how could that happen? I'm doing my quiet time, I'm praying about this, and I'm doing all these things. I'm, I really felt that God instructed me using this word, using this verse, and that's why I leapt on it, or that's why I took action. Was God the one who failed? That's my question. And I cannot fathom, or I cannot even accept that my God will commit mistakes. So between God and me, sinong nagkamali? <laughs> I'm sure ako yon. And I use, I, I usually do that. Eh. I use one single verse to be my go signal, and then I forget that that verse has a context, and the Lord sees the heart. So my pursuit of a relationship with my beautiful wife is a great example to that. Mike and Yvette, and even Pastor Ikoy, they're witnesses to how everything unfolded. After many years of missing out on God's leading, ito, this, is, this one is, I really made sure I was walking closely with the Lord. But even in that, as you walk closely with God, kunyari, pursuit, ng liligaw kayo, guys, di ba? Pwede kayong mawala sa focus eh. And eventually that, my emotions took over. So here's my, my advice. God's way is always the best way. You cannot miss out on that. God's way is always the best way. In my case, God had to intervene in order for that pursuit to be correct, in order for that pursuit to be God-glorifying. God had to intervene. It was a painful intervention because I had to go through uh, family brokenness. I had to go through my suicide attempt. I had to go through depression. But after that, the Lord really showed me the way. Oh, you be accountable to the parents. You show yourself. You introduce yourself to them. Uh, make sure that you you really uh, pray for this um, uh, pursuit. Diba? And that's what I did. And that's what I learned in my personal journey. Wag tayong humuhugot lang ng kahit anong verse sa Bible. Hindi naman loto yung Bible para mamili ka ng verse mo bilang go signal. Diba? At the end of the day, it's alignment of your heart to God's heart. Because what are you really pursuing in life? You're pursuing God's heart. Because that is the only thing that will give you life. Yon ang susundan mo palagi. Amen. I love how our two brothers were able to share um, about this topic. And maybe to add, no? Because yun nga, parang how do we really know? Um, because everything that we do always comes with faith. Right, and I remember Hebrews. Um, there's this verse in Hebrews that says, "Apart from faith, God is not pleased." So, how do you know if it's from God? To add to what uh, Mike and Paul beautifully shared already, maybe you can ask two questions if you're making this decision. The first question is, "When I do this, 
am I doing it by faith? Or am I doing it because I know where it is, I'm sure where it will go, I know the exact location, I know what the result is. Diba? It's very calculated versus when I do this, am I doing it by faith? Knowing that apart from faith, God is not pleased. Diba? And the, the second question is, if I do this, who will be glorified, me or God? Because most of the time, when we pursue something, it's usually for our glory. I mean, I admit, we're all humans. We fail in that same understanding and mindset. Kaya ang dali, like what Brother Paul said, to just get a verse and say, okay, ito na yun. Ito na confirmation that I needed. But at the end of the day, who gets the glory when you do this? Is it you or God? That's how you know it's from God. Because at the end of the day, He wants to be glorified, not you. He wants us to be humbled and Him glorified. So hope their answers helped and this additional tidbit to that um, helped you as you traverse and you know seek God if this pursuit is from Him or if whatever was impressed on you is from the Holy Spirit Himself. Grabe, oh, such wisdom yeah. from you. Grabe. Nagliligawan ba tayo dito? Nakikilig naman ako. Nagliligawan ko ha? Oh, miss you. He's in another room kasi. Okay guys, sorry. By the way, for those who just came in, it's not yet too late. We have breakout after this. So don't just leave after we answer the last question. Madami pang mangyayari. I still have a lot of announcements. And there is breakout. So if you have unanswered questions, you can ask your breakout leader. Sorry, breakout leaders, pre-measure ko kayo. <laughs> but I'm sure madami pang pwedeng i-discuss because of our limited time together, no? So let's close with this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, maybe each of you can share on this as we close. What can I do now so that at the end of my life, I can look back and know that I have lived well? Very much related to our series, Turning Point. What can I do now so that at the end of my life, I can look back and know that I have lived well? So maybe Paul can share first. Sure. Brother Paul, kapatid. Maraming salamat, kapatid na Yvette. No, seryoso tayo. When I look back at all the mistakes that I did in the past, at marami po yun, whenever distant, or, uh, or the very near past, I sometimes feel that slight sense of shame. But I can get over it because I know my mistakes, my wrong turns, my foolish decisions. I know all these things I have surrendered to God's throne of grace. I have repented and I have turned my back on many of those things. And so my confidence is attached to what paid for all these mistakes. And that is the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus. His sacrifice and His death on the cross, His resurrected life even. This is my good news in life and this is your good news too. This is your jackpot. This is your, your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Christ, with Christ, we have our second chance. We have forgiveness. We have freedom and we have victory. Tozer uh, I remember going through the book of Tozer, Pursuit of God, and he wrote there, it will require a determined heart and more than a little courage to wrench ourselves loose from the grip of our times and return to biblical ways. And it's still hard and impossible to do that surgery apart from the work of Jesus Christ alone. So I would say you start from there. A place of humble surrender to the Lord. You let God be Lord of your life 
everything over all your life, everything in both seen and unseen things. Surrender to Him every minute of the day. Surrender to Him every waking hour of the day. Surrender every breath to Him, every move, every decision. And you commit to live a life for a greater purpose rather than just living for yourself. In Tagalog, we always say this, Mabuhay ka. And I mean to say that tonight. Mabuhay kayong lahat. And you live, you live for His glory alone. I live today for God's glory. So no matter what the enemy uses to throw shades on me or to accuse me about my past and my failures, I live but by the grace of God. And I make sure I don't waste time. Life is precious and I must strive to live it well for His honor, for His glory, and for His praise. Thank you, Brother Paul. And I'm sure Mike still has something to add on this beautifully answered question. What do you think, Mike? Amen. Um, Paul, you, you said it, man. And I think, you know, when we're thinking about the end of our lives right now in this pandemic, parang maybe prior to the pandemic, parang iisipin natin malayo pa yon. A few decades, a few years. But within this pandemic, parang we, we realized na grabe, the end of my life can come any day, any moment, right? You can get sick, you can, something can happen. So when we're thinking about the, the end of our lives, we want to picture, diba? we want to envision what it looks like. Um, I think it, I, I, if I may quote, begin with the end in mind. That's how you begin. You, you think about what the end of your life life would look like what is the picture but if you can just imagine it now here is me mike i'm at the latter point of my life what does that look like so i think living with vision is so important because if you don't live with that purpose or that god-given vision then you will really be tossed around i mean you will do anything you you'll go with anyone and if you live with vision though that will enable you to see okay what can I do today that will lead up to that end vision, right? If this is what the end of my life looks like, what step can I do today? How can I live today differently? So for, for me and my wife, Yvette, uh, we talked about this in our courtship. Um, we're kingdom partners, meaning we're not getting together just because happily ever after is what we're after. But instead, we are in it for God's kingdom. So I, I told her pretty early on my vision statement. And this is just me, right? This is just me and God. Just, you know, what, what is your life's purpose, Mike? And these lines were, were, you know, were it. Preach the gospel, empower leaders. That's it. That's the vision that, that God uh, impressed upon me. Of course, he can expand it. He can modify it at certain times. But that's what I shared to Yvette. And you know what? She was game with a vision. And that's what we're doing now. And so far, it's been a journey, right? It's been a day-to-day, moment-by-moment, season-by-season journey. What most of us, sometimes you feel the pressure na parang, you know, at this point in my life, I have to be this. I have to be married. My social media feed, I have to, you know, I have to reach all of these things. But, you know, God just wants us to journey with Him. That's as simple as it is. Christ has called us to follow Him, take up our cross, deny ourselves. And so, Lord, lead me. I want to live out your vision for my life. And whatever it takes today for me 
to reach that or live that out, then I will do it, Lord. I will live and journey this moment with you. And, and this is really the, the, the focus. How are you doing in your own journey? And even in this pandemic, sometimes the days are the same. The weeks are almost identical. And yet, it's reminding ourselves, okay, what has God called me towards? What is my overarching purpose and vision? And Lord, today, help me to fulfill that. Today is just another step in this journey with you. And not only do you get to fulfill it, but you get to enjoy it. You enjoy it with the presence of Christ in your life. Yes, there are those dark days. Yes, there are those difficult, nearly impossible days. And yet you realize, wow, Christ is with me in this journey. And so I think that's how we live well. We live close to Jesus. And, and I think that's, that's really just my heart now overflowing to you guys um, to share with you how we can live well and how we can finish well. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Paul, for just sharing your heart out to us. And, you know, they said everything that has to be said. And so I think after just answering this question, let's now call on, you know, Jesus, who is the only one who can really work all these things, all these answers in our heart. So, Pastor Ikoi, is it okay if you lead us in a closing prayer yeah. just to, yeah. you know, call the yeah. power of God um, here with us today? Thank you, Pastor yeah. Ikoi. You know, I, as I was listening to Paul and to Mike and to you, Yvette, uh, I, I was reminiscing to those times in the past that I saw the three of you uh, commit your life to the Lord. What a privilege it is for someone like me to have been given that privilege. I started off this, this uh, panel in uh, Q&A with a trivia that uh, the last time that we all four were huddled in and actually actively doing something in ministry was when you were still, when we were all in CCF Makati. And now I want to close it with another trivia that... Uh, one of the most amazing privileges is to see the miracle of transformed lives. And I've seen it in you, Yvette, in Mike, and in Paul, in, in God's grace, by God's grace. I, I, I get a front row seat in that. And what an amazing privilege. But for those of that are still here, over a thousand people, and you've been listening to us talk about all of these questions and answers, and obviously it revolves around the person of Christ. I just wanted to say in behalf of the three people, Yvette, Mike, and Paul, that, and including myself, that the only reason why we can passionately do this is because we have someone inside of us that fuels and has transformed and has given us a new heart. Apart from his saving grace and his redeeming act, Jesus Christ, we won't be anywhere remotely close to where we are right now. And so to answer that last question, what can we do now? I think there's a there's a script there's a scripture that I want to share that captures what this narrative that all four of us have been trying to express through God's work in our hearts and in our life. And it's found in Colossians chapter one, and if you may allow me to read it to you, in verse 13 to verse 17. And let me read it to you right now. Verse 13. For he, meaning Christ, rescued us from the domain of darkness 
and transferred us to the kingdom of the beloved son. Meaning, we were all in darkness. We were all living in a life that is headed for destruction. All four of us, for the past almost one hour, we were all living in the dark. But His grace, Jesus Christ, through the sacrifice that He has done in the cross, sacrificed and paved the way so we could be transferred from the domain of darkness and now into the light. In verse 14, the book of Colossians continue. In whom, meaning Jesus, we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. I, sin is something that have not really been talked about a lot uh, nowadays. But sin is true. Sin is a reality. And sin has its consequences. And so if you've been listening for the past hour and you have been stirred to really desire to really have Christ in your heart right now. The first step in the accepting is the confessing that you are running away from God. Just like what Paul was mentioning Kanina in his testimony. Just like what Mike mentioned in Yvette and just like what I also shared. That we were all rebellious people running away from the Lord. And we had to stop and say, Lord, I, I don't want this life anymore of running away from you. I wanted to really, just like what Mike said, I want to be close to you. I want to be with you, Jesus. And so in verse 15, it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. In verse 17, and I close here, He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. You know, Christ holds everything together. And a part of him, we will all fall apart. And so can I, I don't know how many of the 1,033 people here still have, haven't really decided to really pursue Christ and surrender their life to him. I don't know who you are, but you know what? Just like what we all have been mentioning, God knows your heart and God knows who you are. And so if that is you, why don't I invite you in a moment, in a sincere prayer, wherever you are, in your room, in your in a car or in a car, in a, in a taxi, in a bus, or wherever you are right now, it doesn't matter. What what is important is your sincere desire right now to really open your heart and invite Christ into your life and say, Lord, I cannot invite you unless you please, unless you cleanse me for my sins. And so I'm going to ask for forgiveness and then I'm going to invite you to come into my heart right now. So if that is you, why don't you follow me in a simple, sincere prayer, wherever you are, just close your eyes and just talk to him through your heart and follow me in a word, in your words, something like this. Lord Jesus, I've been running away all my life for you. And tonight, I want it to be the turning point. I want it to stop and turn towards you, for I have been running away. Lord, I don't know what happened, but tonight, I know that I am a sinner and I have been rebelling. And so tonight, I sincerely ask for forgiveness for all of my sins. 
And I believe, Lord, that forgiveness is happening because of what you have done, not what on what I have done, but what you have done in the cross when you died and paid for all of my sins. And so tonight, I open my heart to you and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and change me from the inside out. And so that, O oh Lord, truly, we can do something right now in our own capacity, which is to accept you and to confess and believe in you and allow us, Lord, to finish well down the road by your mercy and by your grace. Lord, I also want to take this opportunity to pray for the, all the other singles right now who are here, who have that relationship with you, who have been walking with you, but perhaps, Lord, have been not consistent. And perhaps your Holy Spirit have been speaking to them right now that they need to be refreshed and they need to recommit and they need to look forward and also turn, turn, turn the tide, turning point as well to come back to you again and be serious in their walk. Lord, I pray for each one of them right now that you minister to them, that you put that desire in their hearts and that they will make a decision to commit to truly, Lord, follow you again, honor you, do what you're asking them to do. And Lord, I pray for those that are struggling with discouragement, with challenges in their lives, with questions left unanswered, who are lost, who are groping, Lord, in this pandemic. I, I commit them all, Lord, to you. Lord, tonight may also be another turning point for them so they would realize, oh, Lord, that only you have all the answers and that you being in the center of everything of our life, truly, Lord, truly, Lord, is your amazing and pleasing, perfect plan for all of us. So maraming pong salamat again for this wonderful session, this wonderful series. Oh Lord, may you continually, Lord, please continually check our heart. Continually, Lord, do something in our heart. Continually, Lord, take away the things that are in our heart that are limiting, Lord, in honoring you. The sins that are hidden here, Lord, continually transform it by your power and by your grace. Maraming pong salamat again, Panginoon. We praise you and we lift up to you our breakouts. We lift up to you, Lord, the discussion. We lift up to you, Lord, all of these things. May it truly give honor and glory to your name alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. May we continue to have that longing for our Lord Jesus that in everything, and in every day, we put Him first. To help process the message, here are the breakout questions. First, what is your biggest takeaway from the session tonight? And second, is there anything new that you have learned from tonight's lesson? List at least three names of the people whom you can pray, care, and share your new insights to. Enjoy your breakout singles. See you again next week. Take care and God bless.